Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. You have made it to episode 92. Michael, what? Michael, what is up? What is up? Noventa y dos. What does that mean? Are you cursing? Is that a curse? <laughs> <laughs> Leave me, brown man. <laughs> no! I just fly out the window in like, in like a tornado. It's as simple as that. Now it's a one-man show. Easy, easy as pie, you know? <laughs> <laughs> from from a Hispanic guy. <laughs> <laughs> Damn man! But welcome to Two Broke Watch Snobs. Really, really cool stuff in store. Um, uh, so just at the top of the episode, this is gonna be a fun episode. I'm gonna try and just keep it a little more casual. But we're gonna be talking about um, how, how did I phrase this? How did I phrase this offline? Um, 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 how our opinions changed for good or worse. Once we actually saw a watch in person, I think this is something that's super relevant to just existing in a digital watch fam age. Ninety-nine percent of your watch interactions are going to happen through through a screen. You know what I mean? And it sucks. It does. It, it's wonderful and it sucks at the same time. Well, it's just interesting because you don't always have the opportunity to develop a relationship on the screen, but then see the thing in person. And I don't know about you, but I've had positive and negative negative experiences with that dynamic. So that's what the the, the main topic for the show is. But um, but there, there there are housekeeping items we have to get to. There's traditions we have to get to. Um, but I I have I have a question. I have I have a yes. question slash story. I don't. So I I live next to Disney as everyone knows, and I go to Disney all the time. I'm I'm always trying to wrap my head around, um like young parenting culture. And so when I say young parent, I mean people like like my age, so like late twenties, early thirties. Because you know, all my friends uh-huh. all my friends have kids. And in Disney you see all of you see all of the young parents, you know, with their kids. I was in Disney the other day, I was walking through Epcot. It was like a billion degrees, so I, when I say walking, I mean melting. I was melting through Epcot. Mm-hmm. And I was walking by the Norway pavilion and I saw I saw a nice young family. Mom, dad little baby that the mom was holding and like a little like a like a little four or five year old like girl you know what i mean yeah and um the dad was trying to fuss with the stroller to park the stroller because they were about to walk on the frozen ride because there used to be a ride in norway uh called maelstrom that's gone now uh education and cultural experiences be damned we're putting a frozen ride there and that's 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 what's there now you know frozen like the disney movie and so the dad's fiddling with the stroller to get it in place and the little girl the four or five year old girl um, she just goes, Daddy, you're an idiot. And <laughs> and the mom laughed. And she's holding the, the baby, the little baby being the mom's like, and like, oh, sweet, did you hear that? She called you an idiot. Like it was the cutest thing in the world. Michael, I have to explain something to you. Without any without any exaggeration or hyperbole, when I was five years old, if I called my dad an idiot, my mother would have smacked me so hard she would have expunged <laughs> my dna from earth all right dude my birth certificate would have immolated in the fucking state the deposit box and every time someone's just like oh how are your sons she'd be like one i only have one son now that's how hard my mom with, 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 with a thunderclap to make molnir blush like like my mom would have smacked the piss off of me you know what i mean did you have a sim like like do you know what i'm talking about that did, did you see this in public as well I know what you're talking about. I mean, I th- I think it just depends. It depends on the parents. I I would have received the same type of discipline. Yeah, dude. Maybe maybe now it's just something that you tweet about or share on Facebook because <laughs> haha, like whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, I went to we went to go see the new Christopher Robin movie, 
which is fantastic. Oh, you told me, man. I'm not sure I feel like crying the entire time. Fan fucking tastic. <laughs> um, but right before, uh, I left to get some snacks and then I came back and the movie hadn't started, so everything was kind of quiet. But there was just a dad kind of like, I don't know, just almost on his knees, like begging his daughter, like, use your words. Oh my God. Use your words. Oh my God. <laughs> I guess she was like misbehaving. So you can, you can have a laugh or you can totally crack under pressure. Oh I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, that's heavy, man. I don't know. If anyone ha- if anyone has insight, maybe I'm misremembering the way things were 30 years ago when I was a kid, and maybe my parents were just different, or maybe all parents raised their kids 30 years ago differently. I don't know. Maybe to your point, maybe social media has made young parenting like odd. I, I-, I don't know. The thing is, I-, I want kids like down the road, and so like I don't know if I'm being critical now but then in a few years when i have kids you know my kids will call me an idiot and take money out of my wallet like and that's funny i don't i, I don't know you know what i mean i i i just don't know that's the that's the that's the <laughs> but she called him an idiot and i'm just like i was getting ready i'm like i'm like oh this is gonna be good dude she's gonna hit her daughter across the epcot pond <laughs> and they're gonna find her little broken corpse on the top of swan and dolphin resort like, that's where it's going. But no, the mom's like, oh, isn't she called you an idiot, sweetie? Isn't that funny? It's like, no, it's funny. It's not funny. It's horrible. And the dad was probably just exhausted. Like, he was the whole day. I have never seen Disney. a happy father in Epcot or in Disney. They're all <laughs> tired. All tired. You know what I mean? If you, if anyone listening has been to Disney recently and you were, you were, you were, you were father and you're happy, please take a selfie. It's important. Because there needs to be photographic evidence. I believe it's possible. I just haven't seen it. You know what I mean? We should start an Instagram account like Dads at Disney. I've had just <laughs> candid shots of like these broken men. I'm not gonna lie, for the longest time I've wanted to start a, a, a hashtag for the Two Book Watch Knobs Instagram feed called <laughs> Princess Princess Wrist Shots, where I go in line to meet Disney princesses and I try and get them to put the watch on that I'm wearing so I can take a picture of them wearing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I don't know how that would work logistically. I don't think they're allowed to do that. Like I don't think they're allowed to like take. Break character, break characters, or take things, or uh, interact in that way. So, I would also be a thirty-one-year-old man by myself in a line full of children waiting to meet Princess Aurora at like six p.m. at night, <laughs> asking them to make a wardrobe change. Can you, can you listen? Can you, I love your work. Can you just put on this watch so I can take a picture <laughs> and not masturbate to it? Nothing creepy. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep the gloves on again. Not creepy. I just need to take a picture for my Instagram feed. It's all about watches, not creepy. Uh, yeah. <sighs> but yeah, very distracted. I apologize. We we have to. We have very few traditions here on Two Broke Watch Knobs, and 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 it is time for us to honor our our most beloved one. Let's do a wrist check. This is a very special wrist check. Uh, I'm very excited about this wrist check for me. But I've been talking way too long talking about princess glove fetishes and whatever God knows what. What what what, what are you wearing um, for the wrist check? I, I'm ex I'm excited about this this wrist check. Also, I'm not wearing silky white gloves like <laughs> Belle. Um, <laughs> Once again, I feel like the wrist hair popping out of the edges might be kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll make someone on the internet somewhere happy. Yeah, yeah, it's true, I guess, I guess. Um, this is a perfect example of uh, transforming a watch with a strap change. And, okay, interesting. Um, and it's just, it, it, it's kind of for the better. This is this has kind of been one of my favorite um, recent summer combos. I'm wearing the Orion Field Standard. Oh, girl. Um, with a black 
isoframe strap. You talked about doing this, I think, like last week or two weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah. You've it's been, and you've done it. Yeah, it's been super hot. Um, <laughs> it's terrible being outside. It's terrible in the apartment right now. I have the dishwasher going. If you can hear it, don't worry. I'll take care of that in post. Right. Um, I can't hear it. It's okay. Uh, but it's making the apartment even hotter. <laughs> um, and this is actually, besides the fact that the watch is just superbly cool. Yeah. Um, I never really handled an isoframe before. I know there's a lot of hype surrounding them. They're pretty expensive. I, I, I was gifted this one. I don't know the pr- current price of an isoframe. Um, but they're really, really comfy straps. And I've also never had a vented strap before. So nothing with these perforated like holes yeah. that you see on rally straps or any kind of dive strap with, with these holes in it. I'm usually like a bracelet or a NATO guy. Right. That's it. One of those two things. But this thing is really, really good for summer. And um, the thing with the field standard, it feels like such a high quality watch. And it is. Mm-hmm. Um that the whole package just feels super, super <laughs> premium. Wow. Um, and the what makes it even better is that the Orion Field Standard teeters on the verge of sporty and dressy. Yeah. Um, there's something happening with the blue AR effect on the crystal together with the polished, faceted uh, hour indices. It just makes it feel like, I don't know, Really glitzy and luxurious, but very sporty and robust at the same time. Yeah. Um, especially with the this massive crown that you can, um, you just never have to worry about. Yeah. So I've been really, really enjoying this um, it's such combination. It's an odd combo, though. You don't feel like you're wearing shorts with your tuxedo. Like you don't get that no. sort of stark contrast. No, no. I, um, I'm going to go on record here, man. Okay. Uh, I don't think he gets the recognition he deserves, but I think Nick at Orion Watches is making some of the best um, high-value watches out there right now. Oh, totally. Between the, yeah. the Calamity is awesome, um, but spending time with a field standard again just shows you that it doesn't matter what price point he's shooting for. Uh, you know, All of the watches that I've handled just feel super on point. Yeah. I spent about a week, a long time ago, with the field standard, and it was it was pretty wild. I mean, you said you said it best. It does teeter on that on that line of like dressy or almost like almost like field field watch sporty. You know what I mean? But not really yeah. committing to either side, but still, you know, making it work. You know, and um, I'm very. We got to get a shot of on the feed of it on a <laughs> on an isoframe. I know, yeah, man. I, I've had a crazy, crazy week. But I, I, I actually even, after I put the strap on, I, I DM'd him. I was like, you have to see this thing on this strap. It's so cool. Um, but that, that's that's great. Um, that's the great thing about swapping straps. It's not something that I'm super into because I, I, I just hate doing it. Yeah. Um, I just, whatever a watch comes on, I usually just wear it like that. Well, you like to avoid um, the dreaded flying spring bar. Yes, yes. <laughs> the, actually, I had a, I had this... Mont Blanc watch come in not long ago, which is like twenty five hundred dollars, and it's a field watch uh, for for review. Okay, and this field standard totally shits on that watch. First of all, but uh, that was the last watch I I changed uh, straps on. Nice, that's yeah. so cool. It's this is a, this is a really really fun combo. Um, I still really recommend that people check out Nick's designs at Orion Watches. Um, 
You take not a sponsored slot once again. Oh yeah, Nick's been a, Nick's been a friend of the show for a long time. He was one of our first guests. We had, the first guest ever was Terry from Toxic Natos, which I'm still just like it's weird, but I'm still just like wow, I can't believe it actually happened. Episode nine, I think episode yeah. nine or ten, we had Terry on, and then ten episodes later, we had Nick from um, from Orion on, and it was uh, yeah. and he's always just been super super good friend of the show. Yeah, I think the important thing to take away from this field standard. Um, so you can take two watches that are very popular with beginner enthusiasts, uh, the Hamilton Khaki Field and the Seiko Saab 017 Alpinist. Mm-hmm. If you take those two watches and look at all of the things that you don't like about them, this watch almost addresses any issue that the Hamilton and the Seiko have. Wow. Um, it's just when you wear this watch... Or when I wear this watch, at least I, I just think to myself, nah, I don't, I don't think I'll I'll get an Alpinist. <laughs> I don't think I'll get that cool, vintagey Hamilton that's that's out. Because you can put it on anything as crazy as this, Isofrain, or a NATO, and feel like you have a, a, you know, solid field watch, super casual. Yeah. And some people put them on leather and bracelets, and they look super dressy. It's just it's just a great fun watch. And um, I, I can't wait to see what he does next, personally. Well, qu- uh, question of the hour. You're bringing the field standard to Hong Kong? I don't know. I brought it to Columbia. Nice. Oh, that's right. That's right. So maybe maybe I can I can add another cool place to it. Uh, we'll see. That's so cool. Yeah. Is it my go? We'll see. Yeah, go for it. Interestingly, I am wearing another micro brand watch who i who we both feel we've 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 been on record saying this a bunch of times who we both feel does not get enough um recognition i don't know why i don't understand i don't know it was oh sorry i should probably not just i should not guild the for too long um i'm wearing a gabox one of the gabox roads um he's sent two of them in for me to review for the website um we've talked about gabox before michael happy from gabox has also been a guest <laughs> on this podcast yeah, that's um true. I forgot what episode, but it was incredibly wonderful to have him on because it was just confirmation of things that I suspected before we had him on, and he came on air and he confirmed it. He confirmed for me that he was just a guy who loved watches and who loved to share that passion with other people, but he loved watches in his own specific way. It's not something where he's just like, oh, I want to do a watch with this, but like, what do you guys think? Should I put this here? Should I put this here? It's like, no, like, oh, no, I did this watch. I love it. Here's how it works. You know what I mean? And it's just, yeah. it, it's really cool. Like, it's, and his designs are slowly kind of always evolving, always changing. He really is always just doing his own thing, but I, he, I don't know if he just doesn't have a strong web presence or if he just has um, his business tied into like, other avenues, I know he's done pieces for the Romanian... So he's based in Belgium. I know he's done pieces for the Romanian Air Force, and I think he does a lot of other, um, uh, like, like, like military pieces and government pieces and things like that. You know what I mean? But the micro-brand community does not seem as enthused as it should be. Because these watches are fucking awesome, dude. We did... Uh, we had an Avid Diver um, in for review a while back. Mm-hmm. You did a really, really cool write-up on it. And I'm yeah, it was very early review. Yeah, that was, that was a while back. I'm very proud now to have the roads in. Um, so this thing is really cool. This thing is straight up my alley because it's a quartz chrono. I am a quartz chrono slut. C- cut me and I bleed quartz chronos. 
All right, I don't understand it. I just love Quartz chronographs. There's something I think I think it's partly the issue because one of my first chronographs ever was this fucking Poljot 3133, and it's very finicky and it needs to get serviced. So I think I like the idea of a Quartz Chrono that I know I don't have to like tiptoe around, you know. Yeah. So this thing is Quartz Chrono, but it's um, a Swiss Ronda movement. But it's a Swiss Ronda movement that I think he's customized specifically for. Um, another brand or another watch. I know this movement is also featured in the Gavox Squadron, which is very similar to the Rhodes, um, uh, but I think the Rhodes are are kind of, they have their own sort of design ethos behind them. I'll talk about this in the review and everything like that, but um, so the, the, I'm looking at the movement right now. It has running seconds at the three o'clock subdial. The 12 o'clock or the six o'clock subdial is a fucking miniature digital alarm. So you set the little clock yeah, I see it there. You set the little clock to what time you want the alarm to go off, and it goes. It just it just goes beep 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 beep. And the first time it did it, I was just so happy to the point where I was just playing with it. And then my <laughs> wife walks in the room from the kitchen, and she's like, she's like, "What the fuck is beeping?" I'm like, "Baby's my watch. Look at it beep." You know what I mean? I was just so fucking into it. Um, the nine o'clock sub dial is a thirty minute counter that counts in twelve hour intervals. So there's two hands on there. There's two hands on one dial. The long hand counts 30 minutes, and the little short hand counts um, hours at a maximum of 12 hours. That's that's something a lot of um, entry-level or micro-brand um, chronographs are criticized uh, for. Really? You know, they, they have like a, only a 60-minute chronograph or something. Oh, I see so the fact that this has a 12-hour, that's pretty cool. Yeah, 12-hour, broken down 30 minutes. Um, it has a 60-minute dive bezel. Um, which someone was pointing out, well, a couple of people pointed out, instead of an interesting choice, I think people were saying they would have liked to see like a like a 12-hour GMT bezel, you know what I mean? But um, uh, Me my, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's response, and this makes sense, um, he envisions people diving with this watch. The crown does screw, screw yeah. down, you know what I mean? I'm not sure of the water resistance, actually, because I really just received these things. Uh, do, 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 do. I'll put it in the review. I'm not sure if the crown screws down. I mean, I'm I'm safe stating at least a hundred meters. I feel like you know what I mean. Yeah, I think so. But um, I think what I'm what I'm impressed with most about the Gavox Road is dude the build quality. There's there's this. I'm, I'm gonna get you thought you thought I got weird before talking about Princess Fetish gloves. I'm gonna get really weird now. There's 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 the soul or an essence of the watch which is not translated in pictures. I saw the watch online. I'm like, okay, yeah, I have an idea what that is. It's kind of like a sporty looking, you know, tough, rugged uh, chronograph. It's so much more than that. There's, 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 this just feels like a Michael Happy piece. His, his name is actually Michael Happy, by the way, if you guys don't know. And he is the happiest person on earth. No, <laughs> no man I've met has been so consistently happy as Michael Happy. You know what I mean? Yep. But, um... Uh, it's got loom, very minimal loom, but it's got loom. Um, I mean, like it, it, it's not like weak loom. It's strong, but it's not in a lot of places. It's on all the hands, and it's in little dots around the dial. What was I saying? Oh, but the the thing just feels solid. It's just the right thickness. It's forty-one millimeters. About it's about forty or forty-one millimeters uh, in case diameter. The lug. So here, here's here's one of the issues with the watch. The lug to lug is about fifty-one millimeters, which is which is big. On the bracelet, which is probably one of the nicest micro-brand bracelets I've ever had the pleasure of wearing, it's 
everything is just solid. Everything is just so, I don't know. The fit and finish is just, it just feels incredible on the wrist. The 51 uh, lug to lug measurement on the bracelet, it's incredible. Um, I had an experience with this watch, which I have not experienced probably since the first time I ever put on my Seiko Sumo. And I was kind of telling you this, um, you know, before in the pre-talk, I think, where the experience that I had is I put the watch on, I wore it, I walked around, I, I did some stuff. I took the watch off and my, my, my wrist immediately missed, just missed the, the feeling of having the watch with me. Like I felt like naked. You know what I mean? I oh, yeah. I hadn't I hadn't I hadn't felt I I've been jaded, Michael. I hadn't felt that since the Seiko Sumo, like the first time I ever had the Seiko Sumo on. So I have a I feel like I'm I have a very, very strong connection with them. I have a white dial and a blue dial. I have a pretty strong connection with the with, with the blue dial, I think. And the whole package is great. The downside, there's two downsides. It come one of these came with the leather strap also. Fifty one lug to lug on leather. It's not comfortable. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, it really hits your bones like on your arm in like weird places. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the, the lugs, they're drilled lugs, but the spring bars, they're not even spring bars. They're just like those screw bars, but it's a cap. It's like a screw cap. You know what I mean? That's good though. That makes it pretty easy to chain straps, right? Sometimes. The problem is when you're trying to unscrew it, the whole unit is moving. So there's nothing holding it in place, so it just spins. So you have to like hold the other end. So I, what I had to do, I had to take two screwdrivers, stick one in the end, hold that firm while I took another screwdriver and then unscrewed it because I was using the other screwdriver to hold it in place. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah, I see what you mean. It was a little weird. Um, that was, so right, right now, so far in my experience with this watch, those are the two downsides. Um, doesn't really work on leather, which is totally fine because this bracelet, is where it's at, you know, mm-hmm. and the um, the screw uh, the screw bar spring bar mechanism isn't necessarily foolproof, but this is actually something I'm seriously considering picking up or seeing if I can negotiate something with Michael Happy. So Quartz Chrono, all these great features I'm telling you about, uh, Sapphire Crystal, Scott Loom, this incredible movement in here, the buttons, the pushers are incredibly satisfying to press. I think it's about 400 USD. Which is incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. I'm, I'm on the site now. It's a really good fucking price, man. For something yeah. like this, it's, it's just almost unfathomable. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm surprised he's able to offer it for this I, month. I still really dig the, the squadron, man. That both, both the roads and the squadron. I think they're really cool, uh, different sort of micro brand chronographs. Does, does the roads have a date? Also, yep. Date at about four o'clock. It looks like three, okay. three point okay. five or four o'clock. Yeah, yeah. But I think the squadrons, by the way, are sold out. Really? That's the case. Go, the, at least just the the regular versions. Go buy Rhodes before I buy all of them, guys, because this just uh, <laughs> it's really something special. I'm having a great time with it. Um, yeah, I, I I I look forward to the review. I'll keep everyone updated. Keep an eye on the feed also for more photos um, of both of these. Uh, oh, the other note really quick about the movement, and this time, Michael, I'm mentioning only because you've asked me a few times. Every time I bring up a cord to Chrono, you ask me this question. So I guess it's something that like real watch people are supposed. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a real watch person, so I'm, I'm assuming this is something the real watch people are supposed to ask. Uh, the chronograph sweep isn't a sweep. The chronograph uh, seconds ticks, but I like that because it lines up to the actual like hashes around the perimeter of the dial 
perfectly. Yeah, I don't really mind that. I think people get a real boner for for mecha quartz and sweeping this and that. Yeah, I think. I mean, I like the tick. I like the tick on here. It, <laughs> it almost makes it since since it lines up perfectly with the little lines. It almost makes it feel just so precise. I don't. I don't really know how to how to how to describe it otherwise, but. Yeah. yeah, really a fun. It's watch. difficult though because sometimes if the quartz movement is kind of super cheap, and it doesn't line up, it drives me nuts. It doesn't line up, or you get the hand; it'll bounce, it'll tick, but then it'll, you'll like notice a little bit of like a wobble. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's why some of those Grand Seiko quartz movements they engineer them in a way that there are there's like there are multiple motions associated with each tick. Yep. Where there's a reverse portion to keep it like from there's a motor there's a motor yeah. that pushes it forward while simultaneously there's a motor that pulls it back so you so nuts i know right <laughs> <laughs> so you don't get that that little wobble someone someone spent a long fucking time to figure that out when they could have been solving world hunger or cold well, that fusion. just means that there there are people as crazy as i am <laughs> and, and other watch people so that's appreciated yeah really really impressed with this piece um looking forward to doing the review looking forward to photographing it you know what i mean it looks like a very photogenic watch at so, least the blue one so far yeah oh my god the blumps i'm super the blue one has like a like a radial sort of like sheen to it but yeah here i'm talking enough about this watch we'll talk about it some more later um keep an eye on the on the site for the write-up um, at the time of you guys hearing this episode, actually, I believe my write-up for the uh, Orient uh, Neo 70s, oh, I'm going to fuck this up, uh, WV0071SC radio control time will be up. That review will be up. The, uh, that's that little Orient um, that has that faceted crystal that's like gem, like kind of cut like a gem, you know what I mean? Oh, I found some Seikos that had that too really? from back in the day. Which yes. uh, Do you know which one so I can look them up? I have no clue. I just know that uh, on Fridays, um, Spencer Klein, Seikoholic uh, from Klein Vintage Watch Repair, he does these these Friday fun videos um, on YouTube, and they're they're really long and enjoyable. And yeah, you can just grab yourself a cup of coffee and watch. And he was, dude, that guy just. I guess he just has buckets of watches around. I don't know. And he's like, hey, here's this here's this Seiko. And it has one of those faceted crystals just like the one that, that is on that Orient. So I'm sure the technology was shared at some point. Well, my understanding is that it's an old school thing to do to your watches. And the, the whole thing with the Orient Neo 70s line is that they take old school quirks from watches and they sort of reimagine them in these new watches, you know? Um, yeah. So... Super cool. I'll Google. I'll see. I'll see what I can find. I would like to. I would like to learn more about the tech that was shared between um, Seiko and Orient because he's also he's been trying to sell this dress watch that has, I think, um, the movement that is in my Orient Mako, the one that you have to push the. Uh, you need a pusher to change the day. That movement was based off the Seiko Seven Zero Zero Six. That Orient. Mm. No wait. Oh, it was either. Mm -mm, I'm gonna fuck this up. I think it was Orient. I think it was Orient that bought the 7006. That or it was Tennyson. Mm. No, okay. it was Orient. It was Orient. Pretty sure it was Orient. It was. Yeah. Because the 7006, I believe, doesn't have a quick set date, so they had to build that button in there. Yeah, it's pretty pretty gnarly. I think that's the case. Sorry if I'm wrong, guys. Sorry if I'm wrong. But um but yeah, no. I I I uh, at the time you guys hearing this that review for the Orient Neo 70s radio control time. Oh god, WV0071 
uh, SE should be up. Um, speaking also of just things in the website, did you get a chance to check out that Laco Atlantic Dive Watch press write-up that I had done? I did. It's very. It looks so cool. Very, it's a very Kaz watch. It's almost got the Kaz <laughs> blue. It, I was gonna say it matches my stupid fucking Converse. Those 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 blue Converse and and my new computer chair. Everything's blue. I'm wearing a blue shirt right now. I also still have the octopus that you printed for me. That thing is it's kind of a similar blue. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. That thing is cool, man. Uh, but yeah, no, that Laco Atlantic, um, really interesting. It's a dive, it's a diver, like a quote-unquote affordable diver under 100 euros that Laco had introduced at Basel, but no one really gave a shit. I learned about it recently, did a lot of digging, did the write-up on it, and then the thing looks, it, it's really, really cool. I am always very pleased to get insight on a new sort of take on a diver from a place you'd never expected. So obviously when you think Laco, you see in all the branding, Laco, 1925, you know, pilot flieger watches, all that stuff. But they're doing this diver, and it looks really, really cool. Under a thousand euros, there's uh, four versions, three or four versions. There's like a green one, there's a blue one, there's an orange one. Uh, might be another one. I think it's just like plain, like just like gray and black. You know, you have yeah. the option of like a, like rubber strap or a bracelet, and I love those watches because it's something that Laco is doing overtly as something that they just want to be fun and casual you know what i mean are these titanium no i'm pretty sure they're just stainless steel hmm. do they look titanium i feel like they look titanium or super super sandblasted they're probably sa they're, they're definitely sandbla sandblasted or at least okay. like brushed like i when i was looking at the watch nothing looks polished on there <laughs> yeah you know what i mean <clears throat> but um so it's really cool did the write-up, promoted the write-up on our story segments, and then out of nowhere, Laco reached out, which was really, really a lot of fun. So it was connected with them. They shared more additional information um, you know, with us. So I'm going to be updating that write-up soon. The watch is coming out in like late September, possibly later after that. But it's really, really cool. So um, I had learned that the Laco Atlantic, that name, is just referring to the blue dial. The green dye, or oh, the green, uh, the, the the blue accents. The green accents. It's called the Laco Amazon. And the orange one is called the Laco Mojave. I think, like the like the like the desert. You know, uh, you know. Ooh la la. I know, right? Okay. Very luxurious desert. As far as deserts go, <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> I think that I think Mojave is definitely like number two or three on my list of top five favorite deserts to be stranded. In, <laughs> you know. But um, but yeah, no, really, really fun write up. Uh, definitely go and check it out. It's just uh, it's 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 cool. It's cool to see something new from some place you didn't normally expect it. Might try and get a review unit in. Will be a lot of fun if I do. If I do, you guys will obviously see the review. But um, yeah. Uh, is there anything else on the website right now? All kinds of stuff. Go and check it out. We've been, we've been we've been actually really. I'm very proud of us, Michael. We've been doing a really good job of just, like just. Just pecking away. Just getting stuff on the site. And it's been showing, man. Traffic, uh, site traffic is, you know, really, really way up. You know, podcast listeners are really, really way up. We're creeping up on 6,000 followers on Instagram, which you know what that means, right? It's a giveaway time. Oh, I was going to say human sacrifice. But yes, giveaway time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, it, will, it would be giveaway time. So I think we have an idea of what we want to do, but do we want to wait till it's closer to 6,000 before we say stuff? Yeah, we can wait. Let's uh, let's let's hold off for now. Okay, hold off. But rest assured, it's happening, guys. 
We'll give we're we're, we're going to honor one of the first blood oaths we ever made with you orological hooligans. All right. Every time our dumbasses reach a thousand followers, we're giving away a watch. That's how it works. <laughs> or two watches sometimes, as it were. There have been a couple times we gave away two watches. Yeah, we gave away two SNKs before, I think. Yeah, two of those little SNKs. I was wearing mine the other day. Great little watch. Fun watch. Yeah. yeah. I might try and do one for Seiko Catterday. It's been a while, I yeah. feel like. But yeah, uh, I'm looking at my notes. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Shall we get to the main topic? <laughs> watches watches that we changed our minds about and sometimes brands yes but yes. we had to experience them in person the 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 experiences that both you and i had and i, I don't know I, you don't know mine i don't know yours but i can i can have a good pretty good idea of just the overall like theme but the experiences that we had would not have been possible without seeing the watch in person which is just not something people have the opportunity to always do especially with micro brands like i've been posting this gavox uh roads on the feed and everyone's just like asking me questions about it because they don't know anything about it maybe they saw a picture yeah. they don't know what the quality is like it's not like they can walk into like a boutique or a department store and say i want to try on that gavox i mean you know maybe one day that i mean that'd be pretty yeah. cool you know what i mean maybe Definitely. maybe gavox can have four thousand different versions of watches like citizen does <laughs> right <laughs> anyone can do it it's him right <laughs> that guy's so cool but um really really interesting and something almost you know pretty particular with with the watch family you know i i i, I feel like because i don't know in how many other communities the idea of like a micro brand exists you know what i mean yeah yeah it's it's still a pretty new concept i think for a lot of people especially when they're um getting into watches yeah you know yeah because you have an idea of what the big brands are you never think to look up the actual price for a rolex or something um and then when you find out you have a heart attack but then <laughs> or you do what i did you, back you, in the day you type in rolex and you see in like the google shopping results like a rolex listed for two thousand dollars on some random gray market site. You're like oh yeah perfect all ro all rolexes are two thousand dollars you know what i mean <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> do, 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 uh, do more uh, 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 substantial research than just spending two seconds skimming the Google ad serp. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, no, that's that makes perfect sense. It, it's it's hard with microbrands, and I I kind of wish that um there were more opportunities to see them in person. Well, I mean, like, um, there's there's wind up, wind up's the big one. Also, um, oh, it, uh, the time bumps thing. Uh, 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 dis uh, uh, district time, district time. I think in Virginia yeah. or DC, that's a smaller one that's kind of growing as well. Um, you know, uh, wind up was on the West Coast and the East Coast recently. Starting up in, the, it's coming again to the East Coast here in NYC, where they're where they're where they're based out of. It's in uh, November. Michael and I are trying to figure out if we're going, because um, we're going to we're going to the Hong Kong for the Hong Kong Watch a Clock Fair, but we're not sure if we're going to be able to. We don't know if it's in the TBS budget <laughs> to, yeah. to swing both, but um, but yeah, no. So, I oh, mean, some someone's breaking into the house. Oh, good, good, good. Yell, yell for help, so I hear you. <laughs> Should I fight them off with my rusty ice pick? Yes, you have one. That I keep by my yeah, I keep a rusty ice pick by my desk, just in in case those you don't do that, Cass. I, I literally do exactly that, except mine's not. I have this like I have this sharp pokey like like stabby stick thing, this metal like metal pick thing that I use um for my three D prints to like you know de uh, de like defringe stuff or pick stuff off a bill plate. It's literally just like a crafting ice pick. 
This is so weird. My my wife came in and she was trying to be so quiet and then she dropped a Starbucks cup and, and then let the door slam. It never so she works. completely failed. Yeah. The quiet <laughs> thing the quiet thing never works. Uh sorry, man. Back to the discussion. Tell her I tell apologize. her to make as much to tell her to drop all of her change, to throw her shoes against the wall. It doesn't matter. It's fine. It's fine. You know? Oh, but man. here, I want to hear about your experience. I've been talking way too goddamn much. What do you? What, I, I, I'm curious because I we've talked a lot. We know a lot about each other and everything like that. But I'm not sure what you would have chosen for this experience, either positive or negative. How your feelings changed on a watch once you saw it in person? So I thought about this a lot um, because I think in today's social media driven. Um, watch market mm. space whatever you want to call it there's such a there's such a desire to get a hold of really nice things yeah like really nice really nice <laughs> watches or really nice vacations or a really nice visit to a super cool watch company or something right um and a lot of a lot of times you're just on the other side of the glass and and you'll be there for the rest of your life you you won't get these opportunities um now, sadly, that leads people to believe that these, a lot of times, these super expensive watches are what they need to shoot for to be the happiest yeah. as collectors or enthusiasts. Um, because a lot of these watches are very photogenic and look awesome on Instagram. Um, so, one watch that I wanted to talk about, which did result in a positive experience, was, and, and, we didn't talk about a price point here. We're just talking about how we feel oh, yeah. Open -ended. When, we've, when we've, yeah, when we finally get to handle these watches. Um, and the first watch is the Royal Oak. Um, because oh, nice. I think, I think the Royal Oak is a watch that, um, kind of budding watch lovers see very early on and just think to themselves, ugh, like, <laughs> woof. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> um and i know that's that's what it was like for me i i remember before my wife and i got married we were doing the whole ring shopping thing right um and in my in my mind i, I don't know why all i wanted to see was an iwc big pilot um, but of course which is a completely different story um <laughs> but i saw some royal oaks in in the window and i was just like oh man gross like <laughs> what is that um <clears throat> You know, maybe maybe it has something to do with the watches we we grew up with, you know, the Timexes and the G-Shocks, and you just—it's a very—it's a very difficult design to wrap your head around. Right. Um, but on that day when I was literally doing nothing in Vegas, <laughs> I was doing more nothing than anyone could be in <laughs> Las Vegas <laughs> one day, and I went to the I went to that AP boutique and I held the the 15400 and just just kind of physically holding this this talisman uh this piece of 1970s design was just i don't know i don't want to say it was life-changing but you really it clicks for you you got it it made sense in that moment yeah yeah and and i i've written about this before um a less expensive example is the raven venture you know mm. we um you know, we uh, we saw photos of it before we met up with Steve uh, at Windup when we were both there that one year. And I personally just didn't get it. I, I didn't get it 
in photos. Right. But when when we were kind of hanging out and he was showing it to us and showing us the little nuances and all the curves and details, and you're thinking to yourself, man, all of this for I don't know, I don't know what the venture sold for, like six hundred barely, six fifty, six hundred, something like that. Um, you know, you really, really get it. Um, and that's that's almost that's almost an even better change of mind because you uh, you make the connection not only with the watch but with the person behind it. Yeah. Um, and that's a very very rare uh, opportunity. So this can happen at any price point. Um, but that's that was really a significant one for me. The uh, the Royal Oak. I'm I'm not a person that is anywhere near the position that you have to be in order to just walk in and, and buy one. But it's uh, it's really a fascinating watch, especially with the bracelet. And um, you know, you don't realize it in photos, but each link, each link is individually tapering. Each link is individually like yeah. Don't they? They, they go crazy like 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 crafting that bracelet. That bracelet's yeah. a very large feature of the watch. Yeah. To, my, to my understanding, they, they really they really do. I don't I don't know what the man hours are. But then I think it was, I think it was SIHH a couple years ago. They decided to do the same thing in all black ceramic, which makes it even harder. Jesus. It was like ninety hours to finish a bracelet or something. Um, and they still only paid the craftsman ten dollars an hour. <laughs> they just killed them. They <laughs> killed, killed them after each bracelet. The full, the full Bond villain. No one can ever recreate this item you've made. Pow, uh, you're dead. But it's really, it's really a fascinating watch. I think, um, <clears throat> I think with today's Instagram watch culture, um, the AP has has fallen off a little bit as the, uh, I don't know, the hip hop star status symbol. That's starting to go more to pet tech. Okay. Uh, recently, interesting. I think. And still the blinged out Rolexes. I think always. I think AP is coming down from the awkward uh super celebrity phase but uh maybe they'll bounce maybe they'll bounce back but uh, i think they'll be think, okay yeah i think ap is one of the quietest luxury watch brands and maybe that's that's why i'm still really attracted to it but that watch um if you guys haven't handled one i, I would <laughs> i would really encourage it because even if you are somebody that thinks it's absolutely insane to pay seventeen thousand dollars for a stainless steel uh watch I think there's still something to appreciate from a manufacturing standpoint. It's just very, very impressive. Right. Yeah. So that that was kind of my my first story. When did you uh, try it on? Was it was that was that last time you were in Vegas? You tried it on? Or this was this was like a, like way back in the day. That was 2017. Okay. And I think we I think we may have talked. We we have an episode. Actually, yeah. I was, so that's what I was wondering. I'm like I'm like is that the one we were talking about when he was shopping yeah. in Vegas? Nice. Yeah, yeah, that was that. I had to. I, I only felt confident enough to walk into the AP boutique like at ten in the morning when nobody was there. <laughs> I, I I still remember the security guard was at least a hundred, um, <laughs> and it was a very very small woman showing me the these these watches. That's funny though. So that that was that was the only time I felt comfortable walking in. I did not walk into the Richard Mille boutique across the hall. You didn't want to go and get some of the uh, some of their free free espresso or whatever the hell whatever absinthe they're giving out in that fucking joint, <laughs> dude. There's nothing there's nothing special about the champagne and the espresso they have. It's the same. I don't know. It's the same. It's like espresso machine that hasn't been cleaned in like it's CVS Corbell, dude. It's just it's just five five dollars sparkling grape wild you know grape grape drinker. You know what I mean? Oh man, they, they call it champagne. 
<laughs> that's that's my first uh, watch and and really I still I still kind of think about that that AP um in the sense that it's uh sort of an exit watch you know yeah um yeah that's that's kind of the first time I I thought to myself or one of the first times I thought to myself it's really really important to experience these these brands and these products in person that's so killer though yeah the um is it is, is it is it my go go for it so this is interesting um i am also happy that we established in the beginning you know price not price is not really a factor we're just talking about you know any type of experience that was like this and so uh i had a similar experience with an expensive brand and it was always something that like uh uh it's Braemon, you know, the, the brand is Braemon. Um, always definitely, like, appreciated the idea. Like, I always thought, like, what they were doing was cool, but I'd never, like, actually handled a piece. You know what I mean? I always thought... By the way, hmm. I don't mean to interrupt you. The first time we... The first time I actually saw one in person was, I think, the last time we were together and we went to that boutique that carried them. Here in Disney? Yeah, that was the first time I've actually seen them in person. That's what I'm about to talk about. Like, literally that oh, okay. place. That's so Off cool. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> That's the only place I've ever seen them in, in person as well. I was um, a ranch racer who's uh, who's one of the co-hosts over a sister sister friend podcast, uh, Love and Watches. Um, he was in town. We were hanging out over there. And so the thing with Braemont is I've always loved the idea of loving them, supporting them. I like the idea of trying to bring back like British urology. I love them trying to do their own thing. But it was always the story. You know them doing those um those uh those those bespoke military only pieces you know we had dan on the show a while back in military watch collector he has one um yeah. that he had uh, that he took part in creating and designing and i loved that i love that idea i love the outreach but when it came down to it i had never really experienced you know the piece like the the like a watch like like at the end of the day that's what it's about you know, frill story, everything, whatever. It's really about the watch. That's something I'd never experienced. And so we were in yeah. that place, the the joint here. I don't, I don't want to say the name because I don't like it, but we were mm -hmm. at the joint here in Disney, and they have a lot of crazy shit in there. They have Listen Arden, they have Bremont, they have Zenith, all kinds of crazy bonkers shit. You know, that's uh, that that's that's in there. And um, I'm at the we're at the Bremont window, and there's a guy helping me, and I fucking kid you not, his name is Oz, and he had like a thick Slavic accent, and I'm just like, this is fantastic, this is everything I needed it to be, <laughs> all right? And he's like, he's like, oh, you look at Bremont is good. And I'm like, yeah, dude, it's, I think I don't know, I have no idea, <laughs> maybe maybe it's good, who knows? You know, you know, I was I was I was about to like blindly agree, but I'm like, I don't know. I like uh, them. Yeah. I love what they're doing. I think it's great. But if you were, if we're just talking objectively about watch on wrist, I've never, I've never, I've seen, I've heard about boobs. Never touch them. How am I supposed to have an accurate perception of what it is like to, to touch testicles if I've never actually? I know I'm supposed to, but I've, you know what I'm saying? Like that's <laughs> like the, it's like the same idea. And so we're there, and um, I did not realize this is what I was doing. And so I pointed to a watch, and I'm like, oh, you know, can I try that on? I didn't realize it until like as I was wearing it. It was, and I, I think I posted a really quick story segment on the um, Two Work Watch Times feed. But it was, it uh, was the, it was the, 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 the Martin Baker watch where like the V two where you don't have to use the ejection seat to wear it. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Is that how it works? Like, there's the V one. You're only you only get the watch if you used like a Martin Baker ejection seat, right? Is that how it works? Something like that. Yeah. But then there's a version of the watch where like you can buy it. You don't have to be one of these people that has to 
you know, use the ejection seat. But I didn't know that <laughs> when I was like, as I put the watch on, I put it on and it, it, it was an interesting experience um, because it was the first time I really ever experienced the, um, what do they call it? The triptych case. You know what I mean? So, so cool. And you can get it in different colors. Yes. Well, what's interesting is the triptych case, it felt very, very, I'm trying to think of a way to describe this without sounding like a fucking psychopath. It felt really solid. It felt like something that was, I could rely on. It felt like a single, like an execution of a single vision, but in still in some weird way, it felt like it was all these different sort of pieces and elements and they all felt separate, but it was okay. It's kind of like mm -hmm. having, it's kind of like having an incredible meal and like the grain is one way, maybe the vegetables the other way, and maybe the main part of the dish is one way. And you know, you eat them all separately in a different experience. You can eat them all together and it's still delicious, but you can still taste all the different ingredients. I, I know it sounds really fucking weird, um, but that was my experience wearing that trip to case. And like, in like that moment, like it made sense. I'm like, oh my God, this, I now understand what all the hype is about the case and like how much innovation and how much work they put into it and the, like how it looks and it's just that was that was an experience for me that was the first time i ever tried one on a person it was the first the first time i was ever to make able ever able to make that touchstone between seeing all those fucking watches online and then mm -hmm. you know wearing it on my wrist and then oz tried talking me into finance uh <laughs> finance advice like like hey you know it's uh it's good watch this i've i was i've been wanting to ask you this for a long time michael you walk into a lot of boutiques or something you tell me if this works uh, it was was good watches looking for a good home is, is it does that work <laughs> i'm not a doctor I've, I've never gotten that you've that never sounds that sounds kind of cute, but I've Dude, never gotten that. Oz was trying to convince me that I should look at this 6,000 Bremont, you know, uh, watch in the same way as like a three-legged Cocker Spaniel. That's that <laughs> at a humane says like, hey, it's a good dog. It just needs a, you know, happy home. It's just like, I'm not. And, and six, and six K. <laughs> $6,000. I told him, I'm like, I'm like, oh, Oz, I don't know. I just got married, man. That is a perfect wedding gift. I'm like, dude, it's like trying to punch Jello. When I'm talking to you, bro. I'm not gonna win. Like, there's just no, there's no connection. Like, nothing I say is gonna have an effect. Talking to you, Oz. <laughs> and so I'm just like, oh, I don't know. He's like, oh, I can't, I, I can't guarantee you'll be here tomorrow. I'm like, yes, you can. <laughs> pretty sure, pretty sure no one's gonna buy this watch tonight. But you never know. I guess you know, it's there. Who knows? But but yeah. So so uh, uh, you know, well, headline. I didn't, I didn't finance the watch, guys. Sorry. No. But you liked it. You liked it, I right? really did like really did like it. I don't I don't think it's a piece I'll ever be able to, you know, afford, but I got it. I but it also just helped me understand, you know, the British horology revival, like the technology and the innovation and all the hard work that goes into those pieces. I was finally able to experience the results, the fruits yeah. of all that labor, all of that story, all everything. It came together in wearing that watch, and I'm like, I, I totally get it, man. You know what I mean? It was really yeah. an incredible experience. When we were, when we were there, did you try one on? I can't remember. I didn't try one on. I, I, I was. I think at the time I was in a difficult spot with Bremont because I was really looking at their, um, obviously their their GMT watches mm -hmm. uh, because those are the most. I think aviation oriented ones they make. Um, and I was interested in the Boeing models, which okay. are not, I, the, I believe the only spot they sell the Boeing models are actually 
here in the Museum of Flight. Oh, I think they I think they have some for sale. I could be wrong. Um, but I, I don't know why I was for such a long time attracted to the divers that also had a GMT feature. So oh, almost like what the Terra Nova. That's what it was. Yeah. And the Terra Nova, they have a cool, they have a really, really cool one now called the Waterman. Um, I'm just not really too into the colors. I, I think it's a white dial with a quarter white bezel and then the rest of the bezel is blue. That one is a dive bezel plus the GMT. So probably hmm. my ideal combination in wow. the watch. Yeah. Um, Cause sometimes I'll be wearing something like the, uh, the airman and I just want to time something really quick and I can't cause I don't have that bezel. Um, but anyway, I think, I think now my, my favorite in the Bremont lineup, um, uh, is that MB series. So the, the MB three slash AN, that's the, uh, that's, the twin crown with the date only black dial uh, and the GMT. It's very, very, it takes a lot for me to like uh, uh, any sort of twin crown watch. It's just, do they still do, or am I thinking of a different brand? Those um, supermarines or am I thinking of something else? Yeah, that's them. They do the supermarines. It's a very, those things look cool. Super heavy duty dive watch. Yeah. yeah they're really big. Those too. things look pretty wild. But yeah, that, I mean, that's my, that's my positive story. I have a few stories. And so I'm trying to make sure my next one that I talk about is going to be like a, like a negative story, but, um, or not, not necessarily negative, but not the way I expected it to be. I mean, you know, negative, but, but yeah, I mean, trying on that Braemont, that was, that was, um, but I, so I, I also just to reiterate, there's, there's on no planet on no, on none of the existences that are, that are, that are possible right now, would I ever be able to afford that watch and that's okay i can still appreciate it and think the brand is doing you know really really cool things you know what i mean you can write like a pop song together you, you want you want you want to write a pop, oh to, to, you mean a pop song to make money yeah i mean i think k-pop might take off <laughs> we can try, try to get into k-pop none of us no I, I don't think we meet some of the prerequisites <laughs> some of the prerequisites <laughs> <laughs> to be uh to be k-pop stars i mean there are a few off the top of my head i could think of right now you know what I mean? Oh man! But maybe one day, maybe, maybe some, maybe if some of the prejudices change in the K-pop world, <laughs> that's right, a K-pop song. We just need to push the idea that K-pop is a lifestyle. I think, I think the idea has been pushed. <laughs> I think everyone, I think everyone's on board, man. It's just not, it's just not for everyone us. Everyone can be, everyone can be a K-pop star in their hearts. <laughs> we should write a book called "Everyone Can Be a K-pop Star," and it'll be all these like all these tips. <laughs> And information about how you too can be a K-pop star, but the caveat is neither of us are fucking K-pop stars. <laughs> <laughs> but our picture will be in like the binding, we'll be back to back with our arms crossed. You know what I mean? And it's just like wow. But but we we reference none of our K-pop credentials. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. That's how you. That's how you. That's how you sell a book. <laughs> that's a good good right. idea. Oh man! God damn it, man! Uh, my my next experience is kind of with another pretty expensive watch but i feel good because i mentioned the raven also okay. I, I think i'm gonna consider the raven another another mention of mine nice because i i did i really did not know that i would enjoy the uh <clears throat> the venture so much but but like i said i i feel i feel like the biggest question marks surrounding um watch collecting can be can be related to the the more expensive timepieces. don't you agree 
Like in what sense? Like 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 it's one of those things. Like, that am I'm, I supposed to like this? Do I like this? Right. When am I going to see one in person? Why does everybody feel this way about this thing? And do I have to feel the same way? Because it's the ones that most people sort of know and speculate and lust and research over. You know what I mean? I I, I can guarantee, yeah. regardless of your outlook, because I've done this too. You have gone on. David SW or Lunar Oyster or any one of those sites and you sort by low and you look to see if that watch you love is like under 3,000 or 4,000. You're like, man, one yeah. day. You know what I mean? I've, I've done that. You know, I used to do that with the, um, uh, for a while, uh, Davis W had a Grand Seiko Snowflake on there and it was like 3,900. This is this this before the logo change and everything like that. You know what I mean? Would you say that we both kind of experienced that together also when we both handled a snowflake for the first time when i handled a snowflake i handled a snowflake for the first time were you with me when i did or was there or was i i think i was in the miami boutique by myself with joe kirk oh okay okay because the first time i actually held one we were also we were together at the epcot uh spot you just reminded me newsflash we've talked about the mitsukoshi store here in epcot carrying grand seiko they don't carry them anymore <laughs> yeah i don't think they I, sold <laughs> Yeah, I, I I held that watch and I thought to myself, this is really really cool. But it, it would, it would take. I think it's just a titanium case thing. It would take some getting used to. It was incredible um, because it felt like you were holding nothing. But like not. But like like yeah. not like like oh, there's nothing. Like it felt like you were holding a cloud. You know what I mean? <laughs> I thought six grand would be much heavier. Right. Well, no, but like <laughs> it's just such an interesting experience because generally six thousand, you get this this big like heavy watch. It's got this big you know raw you know. But but this is like a expensive watch and it was just such um you know not what you would have expected you know what i mean yeah yeah so it can happen with a lot of times with the expensive ones yeah my next my next one might upset some people and i don't know if i've ever talked to anybody about this maybe i'm scared of getting beat up on the way to my car or something i'll protect you <laughs> um i don't really care about the daytona Interesting. Okay, we we've, we've never. I don't think you are have ever really talked about the Daytona, other than like saying, "Yep, there's a press write up on that," or "Yep, this happened in the news." You know what I mean? We've never actually talked about the Daytona. You feel nothing for the Daytona. I feel absolutely nothing. There was a time. There was a time when, um, uh, before before the sort of dry spell that Rolex is having now with their stainless steel models, you just can't find them anywhere. Um, I, I could walk into, um, I'm, I think it was the mayors at Dadeland mall. You could walk in there several times and see Dadeland. stainless steel Daytonas, yeah. um, precious metal ones. It, it's to totally fine. You see them. And I remember the first time I saw them and <clears throat> I just, I asked the guy, are these, are these ladies models? What? And he's like, no, no, these, this is, this is the, this is the Rolex Daytona. And I just, I, I like small watches, man, but. To me, they just felt small. Are they, they small? Just, I don't think I've ever seen one in person. They they feel they feel like kind of small watches. Interesting. Um, which I guess is cool for for a chronograph. It, it's nice to have a. Maybe, maybe it was the time that I saw them. Maybe it was before I was into small watches. But um, that that same trip, that same trip, uh, Vegas. That was just last year. And for shits and giggles, <laughs> only in Vegas, right? I got to try on. I got to try on the ice blue dial um, with the chocolate ceramic bezel <laughs> platinum Daytona. Oh my God. 
I think that's the only Daytona I care about. How uh, <laughs> how how was it? That thing with that thing is awesome. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know any any other all the other Daytonas that I've I've seen and handled. I'm just like oh, this is stupid. I have not seen the um, the most recent ceramic ones in person. I, people people were really happy about the the black ceramic bezels because they they added a little bit of visual heft to yeah. the watch. Yeah, so yeah. maybe that sort of remedies the issue that that I had, but um, yeah. So I just that's that's one watch that I I I don't know. With all the hype surrounding the Daytona, I just I felt I felt like I needed to see one in person and totally fall head over heels and make this a goal of mine and uh, just you were you walked into it ready. Take me, Lord, I'm yours, and then it just yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. And it feels great. Let me tell you, it feels great to not want a Daytona. <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy, man. No, we've, we've never like talked about that. I don't think I've ever seen one in person. And if I did, I um, probably You're not just... going to see one in person now. Not yeah, that's true, right? <laughs> Sorry. That's awesome, man. But yeah, no, that's so, so you, you, tried, you tried one on, didn't like it. This was, in, this was also in Vegas. The one I tried on in Vegas, I liked it, but it was absolutely fucking obscene. That was the That's, platinum one with the baby blue and the brown bezel, all, yeah. all, all, all the shenanigans. It was stupid in every way. <laughs> How much the is best that watch? Ways. Oh gosh, man, I want to say like eighty thousand, oh, something God. around there. I can get the I can get the exact price, but it's uh, it's that that watch actually came out a while ago. Um, and it was around the time that Rolex started to debut their their ceramic bezel abilities. Um, let's see, I'm really curious now. Bear with me. I want to see how much this watch costs. Well, while you're while you're looking, just as a disclaimer, Michael, if we're ever in a situation and I'm spending eighty thousand dollars on a watch, you have complete permission to kill me, like on the spot, like hit <laughs> like like hit me with your shoe. Anything. I mean, just if it's not bolted down, hit me with it. Well, the only instance uh, being if for some reason I'm purchasing the actual Yuri Gagarin Sturmansky 15 jewel watch he wore in space. Like they dug up his body <laughs> and they found it and they're like, Kaz, I'll sell it to you for 80K. And they'll be like, let me just take out a loan right now. <laughs> oh, man. Only yeah, then could, would it be acceptable. I can understand that one. By the way, this one for, uh, oh, man, I was close. So it's price on request. If you go to the Rolex site, but other sources are reporting uh, seventy-five thousand for this uh, this ice blue, chocolate brown. That's a lot of that's a lot of fucking donuts, man. Yeah, that might be yeah. So that might be the only Daytona I care about, which I'll never buy. <laughs> but the other ones I don't care. That's so interesting. They just they just they just they, they just don't click. Yeah, they don't. They don't, and um, and that's okay. Right, that's that's yeah. totally that's totally okay. Is is your other one super expensive? I'm starting to feel bad. Uh, no. So I have two that I want to talk about. Another one is positive. The other one's negative. Uh, one's sort of expensive, but only in the micro brand world. But um, I can I can shove both of them in here. Um, both of these happened at windup, but on different windup occasions. Okay. Um, oh. I'll talk about the positive experience first. 
surprisingly, I saw this brand on the internet. I saw how much they were charging for the, the watches, and I'm like, dude, no. It's just, you have no place in micro Like, I was, like, upset. Like, this doesn't make any sense, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then I, I saw the watch. I held the watch, and I'm like, I take it back, dude. Like, full, full soul conversion on the road to Damascus. The scales fell from my eyes. Uh, the brand is Manta. I was incredibly impressed with Manta in person. Do you remember this? I do. Yeah. I was. I and I did not. I. 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 Incredibly serendipitous. This is serendipitous conversion on the on the road to Damascus, which is the name also of my autobiography in stores this winter through Harlequin <laughs> Publishing. I think Harlequin does those like cheesy romance like gas station novels <laughs> with like Fabio on the cover like draped over a fainting couch and like a woman's pouring milk over his chest or like whatever passes for a romance novel. It's it's cover. only a shot of the chest and like a dress shirt being <laughs> like 75% unbuttoned. What's the point of wearing a shirt guys if it's 75% unbuttoned? All right. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, um we had seen the tr- uh, the Monta Triumph in person. I remember we walked up to the booth at Windup, and I'm like, you know, let's do it. And I held it in my hand, and I was playing with the bracelet, and I was looking at the watch, and I'm like, dude, I, this is incredible. This is like totally worth, like the I think at the time, uh, fifteen hundred bucks, two thousand bucks. Triumph. Dude, that Triumph, that that Triumph, the time only. Um, you know, there there's a ton of competition in the dive watch space, uh, GMT watches. But that Triumph, the time-only one on the bracelet, that thing is an explorer killer, man. Oh that, yeah! Oh yeah! 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 It was. It's actually. It's actually a really great way of saying it. You know what I mean? That thing is off the charts. I was incredibly impressed when I did not. Ex- I was. I was swept off my off my feet. You know what I mean? And I'm just like that was. But that would. I would. I would never have known how how just how justified everything was about that watch. Unless I'd seen it in person, I would have hung on to my to my uh, negative views forever, you know. But mm-hmm. I was there at Windup, you know. We met the guys, super super nice. They said they tuned into the show a few times, very kind of them. And then, you know, we were there with the watch, and I'm just like, I I, re- I recall being incredibly tempted, you know what I mean? Because I think like pre-order, I think they were they might have been doing pre-orders at the time, and it was like. 900 or like a thousand bucks or maybe it was full price i can't quite remember um terry from toxic nato's got one when he was there i think <laughs> 50 um 38.5 millimeter case Oof. comes in black silver blue and green dials Did the green ones for me that's the one for me yeah i can i can see that 1550 you know it's it's not cheap it's Something you know, but do it makes people have to save for it makes sense from clasped to the top of the crystal. That entire watch is quality. The bracelet is incredible. The actual, the whole, the whole entire experience that the watch renders on the bracelet, on the wrist. You're looking at it. You're wearing it. It makes sense, and yeah. it's just and my 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 opinion was changed. You know, that was a positive I experience. I don't know if it's from their experience running Everest. The strap company. Yes, yes, Seth, that's right. Um, but I think every that that clasp on the Monta stainless steel bracelets that sets the bar. Wonderful. Like <laughs> if you're if if you're running a micro brand, you get you got to get there. That's the uh, 
that's it, man. That's that's a fantastic bracelet with a great clasp. If I was 100% able to do it at the time, I totally would have gotten that watch. I, I, I'll never forget what it was. I, and they're probably, they're all sold out now, right? No, no. What? I'm on the, I'm on the product page now, man. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta start selling shit. Go. I gotta go full heroin out. I gotta start selling shit. If it doesn't belong this, to my wife, I'm selling it. The silver dial, by the way, I, is my favorite. It's also the only version with the uh, Triumph in red text. Ooh, so interesting. That one's a little. That one's a little more vintagey and special, I think. Yeah, but that's. I, I think. I think Monta's still a brand that people are are trying to figure out. My recommendation would be. Um, uh, I think they were at both wind. I think obviously they were wind up NYC. That's where I saw them. But I think they were also wind up. I think I could be. I'm, I I do apologize if I'm wrong. But I think they were on. Uh, the West Coast wind up in in San, in San Francisco. I must have San Francisco, which is from Big Hero Six, which is a movie my, my wife and I are super into. And she always says San Francisco because like it's like it's it's set in the, <laughs> it's set in the future and like it's Tokyo, San Francisco. So they say San Francisco. So like I have to like so if I'm like on like a business call, I have to not do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Obviously, it's very difficult for me to do it because I just, I just did it on my fucking podcast but um if you what i would recommend is if you're on the fence or if you're at least curious if you're near one of the windups that happen either in, in, in new york um, new york city or over in san, uh, san francisco i almost did it again san francisco go and check it out um that's the only way you're gonna know for sure because i can tell you right now photos won't do it you know photo very similar to this gavox that i'm literally i don't know if you can hear it i've been cradling this thing in my hand this entire time this gavox roads you have to see it in person i would uh, i would recommend that to, to anyone um yeah. do i have time to talk about a negative experience did you have one more thing you wanted to bring up no go for it because yeah. I've, I've i've said two positive things and and if there's, there's one thing if there's one thing that i've learned about my life is that everything's got to come down nothing oh, yeah. nothing stays afloat forever you know same here i'm, I'm already bracing <laughs> for the next down <laughs> we got this we'll be we'll, we'll be together man it's okay the two book watch nods against the world as far as i'm concerned i've been feeling good about my life for the past uh two days so dude, day three dude that'll be the name due. that'll be the name of our first k-pop album two broke watch snobs against the world all right <laughs> Platinum, instant platinum. Uh, what was it talking? Oh yeah, well, I, well, um, a watch experience that was negative, you know, within this topic. So there was a watch that I was lusting. It was a vintage watch, and this is something that I think um, is also really important to do, you know, especially if you're looking at vintage watches or anything like that. Um, it was a watch in one of those vintage watch websites. I don't want to say the name. And um, I mean, if you listen, I guess if you go if you go back long enough in our episodes, you know, I've mentioned them before in this exact experience. So whatever. Um, we don't have to say them. Mm -hmm. We don't have to say the name, but I will tell you that they do not exist anymore. Really? But go on. Interesting. We can talk about this later. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting to talk about this now. All fair. <laughs> that's uh, that's TBWS After Dark uh, pay per view. Uh, call toll free one nine nine B O B B O L A S. <laughs> no shirts. No shirts. <laughs> no shirts. Strawberries and whipped cream. You do the math. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry. I still I still have Harlequin romance novels on the mind. Um, but yeah, so I seen this vintage watch on their on their website, and it was it was a vintage Chrono. It was a Bulova, uh, one of those Devil Divers. It was a seven seven thirty three, I think. You know, two register chronograph, um, blue. It was vintage. It was really good condition. I was looking at it online, and I was lusting over. It. I was lusting. I was, and it was like six hundred USD or something like that. I'm mm -hmm. Lusting. I'm lusting. I'm, I'm like, dude, I like this. 
I'm going to see this watch at wind up because this is the, one of the first wind ups that I've been. I'm going to see this watch at wind up and I'm going to buy it. Like this is like I'd like made that. like this is the watch I'll buy. That's the girl I'm going to marry. You know what I mean? Get your hands off me, <laughs> officer. Like, you know, like I was that devoted because I saw it online. I loved it. I looked at other pictures that people had taken of like different versions of the watch. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, you know, get in the plane, go to wind up, um, go up to the booth. The booth is set up really, really cool. They have everything in this fun case, you know, and I see it. I see, it. I see, I've, 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 I've cornered my quarry. I see it. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, but I'm trying to act casual. I don't want them. I don't want them to know my panties are wet. I don't want them to smell blood in the water. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm I, that's, that's just how I think. I think everyone's against me, Michael. All right. <laughs> so, so I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, these, uh, so these, I was just here picking up some cassavas and, uh, <laughs> I saw that you guys are selling watches or something. Uh, what's that's a, you, got a, you got a blue watch. Can I see that blue watch? And they're like, oh, yeah, totally, bro. And I'm holding it in my hands and I'm looking at it and I feel nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's a, it's a, it's a piece of old metal and a dial and gears that someone probably died while wearing and ended up here somehow so I could sit at it. So I could sit here and stare at it and look at it disdain like a son had let me down. You know what I mean? I felt nothing. I'm like, dude, I would super not buy this watch. <laughs> yeah. I ended up falling in love with another watch that wasn't even really, you know, that I ended up selling anyway. Uh, that was the Steverall Bronze Mori. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that was an ex that was just such an interesting experience because I, I also like telling that story because this it's, it's so much of it was self-inflicted. You know what I mean? I did that to me. I built that story up in my head. I imagined what my new life as a vintage bull of a 666 Devil Diver Chronograph owner would be like, you know? Yeah. And then it just didn't meet expectation because it just wasn't real. What I saw online just wasn't the real experience. Yeah, and I think vintage is another one of those things that's really pushed and promoted and pampered yeah. and doctored and, and these images that uh, we see on Instagram and... Um, you know, I think this was episode one of Two Broke Watch Snobs where we talked about the fact that people make you feel like you're not a collector until you've until you go head first into vintage hundred percent. Um I remember totally, I remember that's, that's I'm, totally not true. Uh, a complete fallacy. I do I do remember us talking about that. Wow, yeah. There is this sort of gatekeeping within urology where your collection isn't a real collection. You're not a real collector unless unless you go vintage, obviously, as he just said, it's bullshit. You know what I mean? Like any yeah. type of like any type of rule someone tries to impose on something you're passionate about, something like that, like a gatekeeping rule, eh, ten times out of ten, it's a bunch of bullshit. You know what I mean? <laughs> as far as I like, if someone if someone tells me like, oh, dude, you're not you're not really into bikes unless you like buy this or unless you do these mods or blah blah blah. It's like, dude, don't tell me how to fucking like things that I like. All right. I'm only interested in Stallone era Panerai's. <laughs> that's it, dude. All right. And hot 50, pockets. 50 millimeters. That's as, that's as small as I go. <laughs> I want to feel like the watch is taking me out to dinner. All right. That's the experience <laughs> that I want. Fucking gigantor Stallone. You know what I mean? Like a giant fucking watch. You know? <laughs> but it happens that pe people do that. But yeah, no, I, 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 um, that was a that was a negative experience that was that was a very good learning experience that that, that helped me just sort of temper expectations um, you know down the road and, and in a really weird way it also just prepared me to get really more into Soviet watches like it's really easy to see a vintage Soviet watch listing 
and to fall in love. But um, obviously, you know, for longtime listeners, you guys know, you know, I'm I'm really Soviet watches, and I'm 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 always looking at listings. I'm always helping people, you know, identify good listings and bad listings and everything like that. And but that first experience of seeing a vintage watch online and seeing how they had like dressed it up and really made it look perspective and everything like that. But then like when you see it in person, there's just, you know, there, there was no magic, you know? Yeah. So what, what, what's going to happen when Ellen DeGeneres goes on her show with, uh, with like a Seconda chronograph, oh my God! And everybody loses their shit, and then out of nowhere, overnight, they're ten grand a piece. She's a big watch collector, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. I if there's if there's one celebrity person I want to talk to about watches, it's her. That'd, I would absolutely adore that'd, that. That would be fascinating, actually. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We should try and get her on the show. You think she'd be? She think she'd be down <laughs> to do our fucking terrible podcast? Let's uh, let's get our people to talk to her people. Let's get our let's let's get our reps to talk to her reps, and by our reps, I mean my cats. Yeah, yeah, I can see you sending an email to your cats right now. <laughs> Dear Ying and Yang, get it on the line right now. You know what I mean? It's like, Dad, we don't have fucking thumbs. Uh, uh, they got little tablet PCs. <laughs> just they just stomp around on them. Uh, and then Ellen, and then they find some way to actually connect with Ellen's cat, and so Ellen's cat is sending my cat emails, and they're just going back and forth, and I'm just out of the loop. You know what I mean? And it's just Dude, them. Man. It's just them sending bird gifts to each other. This is this is not even a watch thing anymore. We have to like contact the planet Earth people. By this point. <laughs> Just a new doc, new documentary to be made. Cats on tablets. Can you imagine sinking millions of dollars into a production crew to footage cats playing with tablets? <laughs> it's like the guy's last job was catching this mating ritual that has never been seen ever in the history of humanity that some bird did, and now he's filming your cat on a tablet. Narrated by Bono from YouTube. <laughs> I think I think we can make it work. Oh my god, dude. After after our K pop album hits platinum, yeah, dude. Yeah. We're going <laughs> we're going full blown National Geographic or whatever the fuck it is, like like documentary on these cats. But um I'm sorry, you asked a question before. What was the Oh, what do I do uh, when 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 Ellen DeGeneres starts wearing one of the Seconda thirty uh seventeen chronographs? I don't think that would ever happen, but if it did, it would, um, I don't really know what the ramifications would be. I think there'd be an influx of Franken pieces, and I think there'd be a large segment of very disappointed, um, people because the Soviet uh, watch market cannot, cannot accommodate a large flood of people. Like we're seeing it now right. with the Raketa Big Zero. More and more people are looking for the Raketa Big Zero and they're just they're they're just not that many out there. So they're faking them. People are we were you and I were Michael, you and I were looking at an, an, an Etsy listing the other day and I look at it and I I'm just like, dude, it looks like I made this fucking watch with a crayon. And like in the listing he even says dial made by me. And it's like, well, fucking dude, like, <laughs> I mean, I do appreciate you letting us know, sir, that you made the dial on your fucking HP inkjet printer. You know what I mean? But like, that's, that's... there's, there's something very 4chan about that post. <laughs> was, I felt kind of weird being on that page. Yeah. And I, I did, I did a write up recently, um, three incredibly fake Raketa Big Zeros on the website. And I took three eBay listings and I pointed out why they were just incredibly fake Raketa Big Zeros. But this, the Russian watch market is just not in a position to accommodate that, you know what I mean? The, 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 so if, if that happened, if Alan did somehow get a really clean, authentic, um, 
Seconda uh, 3117 or even one of the Strela like you know Cyrillic 3117s. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it would be good. You know. <laughs> yeah, because it can happen with anything, man. I mean, after you know when Parks and Rec really took off and people started seeing um oh he wears that citizen yeah 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 those those things became super difficult to find and now when they really pop up it's like in the listing it'll say the swanson the citizen swanson and it's uh it's a collector's thing now you know um that's so but i'm sure it was probably some prop masters like random like yeah this looks like the kind of watch the character would wear you know what i mean yeah yeah it can it can kind of be anything anytime any watch really what was it? Um, uh, Breaking Bad. There's a there's a, a tag tag warrior Monaco that's featured prominently, right? Oh yeah, I actually I went to school with a guy that worked at a tag warrior boutique around the time that that season started, and the Monaco it was like two episodes, <clears throat> got some serious screen time. Yeah, and um, he was, you know, working at a tag warrior place. He was connected to a lot of other, um, you know, LVMH stuff going on, and. Yeah. You know company reports or whatever and he's he's like look they're telling us that this is the most popular watch like in the country right now because of that show jesus and i i, I totally believe i really believe it that that show is 10 years old now and it's uh it's still a huge deal so man i i, I guess advertising works we you know watch needs good home like maybe maybe it works maybe that shit works maybe stuff that just doesn't make sense to me is normal you know i'll let us I'll I'll leave us with one quick story, which is a negative experience. Okay. If you um if you leave it up to really shitty people to tell me about your brand's watch, <laughs> I mean shitty in the sense that they're just behind a stand and they're texting and Pinterest boarding and totally ignoring me when I'm asking them about something, <laughs> I'm gonna hate the watch. Interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I totally forget I f- I forget the name of the brand, but they make the uh ah, who makes those railway those Swiss uh, railroad ball? No, 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 no. Ball's cool. I was going to say uh, I feel like it starts with an M. See, this is how much I've forgotten them because this experience um, has, has caused me to completely shut them shut them out. Montlock the- Moser uh, no, it's it's got the red paddle seconds hand and it stops the uh the stop to mundane, go. mundane. Yes. I knew it was it was with an M. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you you guys sent some pretty shitty people to a certain show. I remember show watches. <laughs> I remember this. I was there too, right? This is what we're this is what we're talking we're thinking about the same thing, aren't we? Yeah, and so Dude, they were I, super pissed. They did not want to be there. <laughs> I don't care about that watch anymore. So, so much to the point where I just forgot the name of the brand. <laughs> you, I was completely, I was not literally, equipped to remember that name. You you literally expunged those brain cells from your memories. Like, nope, not yeah. going to remember this brand. Yeah, I remember the, the reps were there and they were just like, they just looked pissed and they were just on their phones the whole time. Yeah. While like other people were like really engaging and like really talking to people. Even, even though I'm sure they knew they weren't going to sell a watch. They were so like some other brands were really talking to people. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's why I totally forgot about that shit. But you know what's funny? I have not positively thought about that watch since then. That mundane watch. That's so funny. <laughs> yep. There you go. 
I'll, I'll leave the audience with that. Oh man. All right. Looks like we're getting looking at the clock. looks like we're getting close to that time. Um, let me see what kind of, what I can do for a recap here. Really cool wrist check. Michael is very, very interestingly wearing, uh, the Orion field standard on an isoframe. We got to get that thing on, on the feed. You have to take a photograph of that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll do it for the Monday show graphic. That could be fun. Good photo together. That could be fun. Um, I am wearing the uh, Gavox Rhodes, which I have in for review. Both Orion and Gavox, really underrated micro brands, in my opinion. Doing incredible things. Really, this sounds cliche, but just, I mean, just treading on, they're just blazing their own trail, dude. They're just doing their own thing. Like the, these, yeah. these are the furthest things I could ever possibly think of from like a micro brand catalog watch where you just point at things and say, I want my watch to have that, that, and that. Like I know they, I know both these brands, Gavox and Orion bust their fucking asses to express themselves and put out something cool. So really happy that we're both wearing incredible micros for the, uh, for the wrist check. Keep an eye out um, on the website for the Gavox Rhodes review at the time of you hearing this. I believe my Orient, um, Neo 70s WV0071SE radio controlled uh, watch review uh, will be up. That's the one with the faceted crystal. I believe it'll be on the website. If it's, if it's not, by the time you hear this, it'll be, you know, sometime in the week. Uh, also, go and check out the website. Um, a lot of new stuff going up, going up on there recently. Um, check out the Laco Atlantic write up I did. Really fun looking diver from Laco. You know, least place you'd expect to. I get the last place it's easy, easy to expect to see a diver. It's like, um, there's a place here in town. It's like a tea room. Like their whole big thing is tea. And I went there recently with a buddy and the tea was awful. <clears throat> you know what I mean? The tea was, the tea was just bad, but like they, on their menu, they had a gyro. So we got gyros. The gyros were delicious. All right. A gyro, a tea place is the last fucking place I expect to see like a good gyro. And so like my joke with him now is like, dude, I know a great gyro place. All right the tea place you know <laughs> so last place they expect to see a really fun diver Laco uh, Laco Atlantic go and check it out um, I'll be updating it soon um, doo -doo -doo, let me think what else really really fun topic we both shared some positive experiences some negative experiences really interested to hear everyone's thoughts and opinions on the experiences that we shared also really interested to hear your guys thoughts and experiences because I know people have been in these situations where you saw something online and then you saw it in person and something you didn't didn't expect to happen. Sorry, I burped. I've been eating crackers very loudly. So if you've been hearing that, Michael, I'm sorry. No, but I'm I'm hungry for crackers. Now. I've been eating Thank graham. You. I've been eating graham cracker. Are graham crackers vegan? Yeah, really? I think so I thought yeah, there, I, I thought there were like eggs and chicken heads in here. I don't think so. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I could be wrong. Got some graham crackers. They're fucking delicious, bro. My my wife bought them to make cheesecake, and she just never made cheesecakes. So now I'm just eating the graham crackers. Oh, that's good. Right? <laughs> um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So, um, really just to hear from everyone. Uh, you can hit us up by email, tbws.contact at gmail.com. Again, email tbws.contact at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram. Obviously, it's at Two Broke Watch Knobs. Also, go and look for the Facebook group. Really, really cool. Really appreciate everyone just hanging out, talking in there, helping Michael and I grow that really means a lot keep an eye out also um just for information that we're going to be sharing about hong kong michael and i are going to cover the hong kong washington clock fair september 4th to the 8th and then we're also just going to share our experiences in hong kong in general um we're working on the youtube page in conjunction with that so so keep an eye out just for info and news on the on the youtube page um also a huge thank you to everyone that's been joining our live streams on instagram the, um, the tbws coffee break um live stream sessions 
those have been a lot of fun. Um, even though Instagram cuts us off after an hour, jerks, you know. And I had to stick my phone in the freezer. Yeah, your your phone, your phone, like your phone, apparently gets very hot while we live stream. Mine, mine's okay. <laughs> mine is mine is a okay. But um, we're contemplating doing the live streams in the future through YouTube because YouTube will allow us to save them, so people can just go and check out that content for free forever. Instagram after 24 hours deletes it. Um, so that's something we were thinking about. So that's why, you know, if we mention the YouTube page, we say it's live, go check it out, go and check it out, go and subscribe. Because if you like the live streams that happen on Instagram, um, we might slowly be doing them on YouTube just so they can stay there forever and just so everyone can enjoy them. Um, let me think what else. Ba, 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 ba. If we made you laugh, if you enjoyed the show at all, if we made your commute even a little more tolerable, or if we just, I don't know, if we help make you smile a little bit. Because sometimes, Michael, I don't know about you, but I find it really hard. They just smile sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But then I th- th- but then I jump on air, talk to you, shoot the shit, record the show, and everything's fine. If we if we made you smile, if we have made you laugh, if you had a good time, please consider going and checking out our Patreon page. It's uh, patreon.com slash two broke watch knobs. That's basically a service that allows people who appreciate and really like the show to essentially patronize or just donate to the show. What's also there is two really, really cool things. Sort of our like orological journalism manifesto where we break down how we want to work wash knobs to grow how we're really trying to change things in our opinion for the better just trying to make it more real more accessible and more just more open and accommodating the, the idea of watch collecting you know what i mean go and check that out um also on patreon is more podcasts we do our 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 sister podcast i don't know i don't, I don't, I don't know how to hold a phrase it, but we do another podcast on patreon the two broke watch house patreon specials there's there's three or four episodes up there right now really really a lot of fun they're about 45 minutes or an hour um definitely go and check them out it's free uh you don't have to pay to listen to them but if you're there and you're inclined to donate to the show that would just mean the world you can also if you have any questions about how we use um you know any of the, the the support that we get please feel free to reach out because i want to keep everything as as transparent as possible um if it weren't for people that donated through um patreon and other means michael and i would not be able to go to hong kong to cover it for you guys because i'm pretty sure no one's gonna be there covering it the same way we are is that a fair assessment i think so yeah you know i mean we're talking videos photos live stream if i can like it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty wild and it's not even just the hong kong watch o'clock fair we're gonna share experiences traveling i'll be live streaming when my traveler's diarrhea kicks in because it's gonna happen because that's just the kind of luck that i have um michael and i are, are, are on watch hunting missions we're gonna each buy a watch we're gonna catalog that it's gonna be really really fun so that's only possible through patreon um so yeah if you have any questions on that definitely feel to reach out also uh is that it am i forgetting anything I think that's it. I think that's it. Oh, and um, do appreciate everyone using the Amazon affiliate link um, for any relevant watches we talked about. It'll be in the show notes, or we might just put the Amazon. We have a we have a, we have an Amazon page. Um, you can go there, and then you know, um, you know, there's details on how that works and everything like that. But basically, if you use one of our Amazon links to just do your normal Amazon shopping, we get like a finder's fee commission at no extra charge to you, and it's just a way that people, a lot of you guys, had asked to. Uh, asked us to turn on as a way of just effortlessly supporting the show so that's enough of that i do apologize i always feel weird when i have to talk about the the patreon and the the amazon affiliate stuff but it's just something i have to get in the routine of doing but um looking at my notes i think that's it 
Is it that sad time? Is that sad, sad time? Now we get to eat dinner. I bet you're, you haven't eaten dinner. I bet. You oh, no. Eat. No, I never eat time. <laughs> I don't have time for dinner. All the things I have time for. Only things I have time for Michael are working on two book watch novels and having a panic attack. Those are the only things I have time for <laughs> these days. You know? Uh, it's, it's time. It's time to say goodbye. Okay. You start, I'll jump in. Thank you for listening, everyone. My name is Mike. And this is Kaz. You have been listening to Two Book Watch Knobs. Later. Later.